0: You may have played poker, but playing poker in Texas is a different animal. This is the Texas Poker Podcast with Tyler and Clint.
1: Hello, this is the Texas Poker Podcast. I'm Tyler, this is Clint. What's up, y'all? And we are back at episode 67.
0: Episode 67, so... I just finished a tournament over at the uh, 101 in Katy.
1: Mm. Right, it was that freeze-out, right? That was the tournament I've been trying to get to, but you actually got there before me. Like, you were able to make the tournament before me.
0: Yeah, I've just, I've been kind of getting that tournament bug for a little bit, and I, so I look at Poker Atlas, and I check and see what's kind of got the bigger guarantees, and it was a 2000 guaranteed, which is not that bad for a nightly tournament. And on top of that, it was a freeze out, which really sold it when you got one of the bigger guarantees, and it's a freeze out.
1: People just take the freeze out so much more serious than obviously the free rolls and the ones where you can just rebuy.
0: Well, that. Well, like I say, I like the freeze out for many reasons. I think, it, one, it kind of lessens the variance. And like someone was arguing this, I'm like, like no, it doesn't. I'm like, well, you're going to win more often because it's just fewer entries.
1: Okay, I was wondering where you're going to go with that.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, if everybody's rebuying, I mean, you know, it's it's fine. I mean, in the long run, it will still it can still still be profitable. But that being said, if the freeze out where they can't, you're going to win way more often.
1: Right, because if someone's rebuying three and four times, it's like you have to eliminate a different player three or four times.
0: Yeah, it's just a bigger field. Uh, yeah. Uh, so there's that, and a. Uh, what was the other thing? I re- oh, I like the transparency of the freeze-outs a lot. Like, versus... I mean, and I'm not saying any of the poker rooms are doing anything wrong. I'm just saying, when you're doing a lot of add-ons, if it's a kind of a big tournament, you can't keep track of it that well. And I do... I just... I'm not saying they're doing anything wrong. I'm just saying I like a lot of transparency. And the freeze-out seems to be the most transparent.
1: No, absolutely. And, I mean again like you said not saying anyone not saying anyone but they still do cost money to run these tournaments so you still i mean there is a rake in these tournaments and i mean i don't know how much it is or isn't but
0: well it says on poker atlas for all of them
1: no i guess i do know that i just haven't done enough research <laughs> yeah i guess uh, the information is out there
0: yeah the information is completely out there so on the poker atlas it'll have the entry fee it'll have everything and here's the Okay, and I'm going to go Devil's Advocate. There are things I like about the add-on tournaments, and they do tend to lessen the rake. Because all of the money from an add-on is supposed to go right into the prize pool. So let's say you have a hundred... Let's say you, let's just use the amount for freeze-outs. You have a $120 entry. $100 of it's going into the prize pool. Then the $20 is going to them to help run the tournament. That's completely fine. It takes money to run those tournaments. Uh well, let's say you have, you know, twenty people, that's two thousand dollars into the uh right into the uh price pool. Well if you have an add-on, let's say it's a hundred dollars, but then the add-on is basically like fifty dollars, but you get a ton of chips and everybody does it. Well, now that twenty dollar fee is still only a twenty dollar fee, but it's basically twenty dollars out of a hundred and seventy dollars. Lessening the rake. So there are good things. I like, I mean, I'm not saying I, I will play add ons, I'll play non freeze outs. So there are goods and bads, but I do like the transparency of the freeze outs.
1: <laughs> if anything, you're selling me on playing the add ons. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, because I'm not a tournament player, I didn't even know that the add ons 100% are supposed to go to the price well I, I just had no idea I thought it was a I for some reason I was just thinking it was a percent rate because you always talk about a percent so I always assumed that that percent was going out of the add-on in my head I guess I guess like you said I've never looked I'm not really much of a tournament player so
0: yeah everything as far as add-ons go they're supposed to go to the price pool I mean it took me a while to look that up actually because I was kind of I was trying to figure out exactly what how it figured in but like I say there's good and bad to both but i will say i did like that 101 freeze out tournament on wednesday i mean it's pretty it's pretty nice like that that place has a good environment in general and that was a pretty damn good little tournament i mean you're pretty deep stacked but not so deep stacked that it's gonna be like one or two in the morning seems like they got a good really good handle on that
1: man i kind of want to play a tournament that's going to go to one or two in the morning myself i want to I personally, right now, kind of want to play one that's going to be like a longer affair. I guess I could just not bust out and it'd be a longer affair. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, if you win everything, it's going to be
0: longer. Uh, Yeah, it's a... uh, I don't know. I kind of like... I I wouldn't mind it, but I think it's more marketable if they end at like midnight. I mean, because you and me are the exception to the rule. Everybody else has got to get up and go to work.
1: Yeah, so you're saying you can't be up until... One in the morning to bubble, and then the tournament run until two or three.
0: Exactly. So,
1: it's a... Uh, but,
0: yeah, well, it was really... And then, I mean, you want to talk about... Me and you constantly go back and forth on... Like, we know cash is very profitable. If tournaments can be profitable, the tournament players is really bad. I mean, really bad. Let, so, I'm going to go over a hand with you real quick that kind of shows...
1: All right, let me write this down. I imagine it's going to be some high-level play. Let me get my pen.
0: It's going to be high-level play. <laughs> so, yeah, I raise it to 6000 with pocket jacks.
1: Do you remember the blinds?
0: Mm. I'm thinking the for me the 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 blinds must have
1: been like 1000, 2000 probably with the 2000 bring-in maybe.
0: Yeah. yeah. that sounds about right. Uh I made have made it eight. Uh we're going to say we're just going to say 6000. Uh, no, it was eight. I make it eight. It's one two because I would raise probably four times because that's kind of what I do. Uh, eight thousand pocket jacks. The guy calls, comes like four five seven or something. I'm like, I'm not too worried about this. I'm not gonna assume he flopped two pairs straight here. Uh, I see bet for value for eight thousand. He calls. The Turn makes it a, uh, is like a nothing card. Still under a jack. I bet for value again. We still got an over pair. I mean, he could just have hit top pair or something like that. I bet again, and now it's like 13, 14,000 in there. Uh, he calls. The river. Oh, go. Do
1: you remember how much you bet? Was it like a full pot, half pot? It
0: was probably like a little over half pot. Okay. Uh,. The river's an ace. I don't love this card, so I just check it. He bets eight thousand. The pot is like 37,000. So this right. is a I snap call this, and he's and then he shows king high, and he's like he's like how did you call that? It there's an ace out there. I'm like I don't know what to tell you, man. You, it was eight thousand into a pot of thirty five thousand. And it's, yeah, I mean, if you hit an ace there, if you just chase me down with an ace, that it is what it is, you're getting paid off. <laughs> I mean, but the fact that someone did not kind of understand, like, like just the pot sizing and how that works and called me down with King High with literally no draws. I mean, and I tell you what, that was not the exception to the rule. That was more the rule.
1: <laughs> hey, it sounds like a good tournament.
0: Yeah, uh, people letting themselves, like, I noticed the big thing in tournaments, like, it, like, people just, they're scared to go all in with nothing, because I think they're embarrassed. I think it's kind of like you, like, a a lot of people, I think, don't bluff in No Limit, like, small stakes No Limit, because they're embarrassed to get called and show nothing. Uh, because people are just letting themselves get blinded out to no end. So, it's, uh. I don't know all the l- mistakes you see in tournaments. You definitely saw there, so th- I mean, which is kind of norm for small stakes tournaments around here. But like I say, I thought it was run really well. It just it was a really good tournament.
1: Nice. Um, yeah, I guess what did you, how did, what hand brought you out or. Uh, did, I
0: did not cash after saying how easy it was. Uh, that's what I was about yeah. to say.
1: How much did you make? must have made a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> say, where's the money?
0: I did, I did go car dead. I got blinded down. I get blinded down. Uh, and I fought a little bit taking the blinds here and there. Uh, then finally it's about, I think I'm at like eight big blinds, nine big blinds. I'm like on the hijack. And I push with 5-6 suited. Kind of a standard push. I get called by ace-queen. And I flop a gutter and turn a a flush draw, but break the river.
1: Dang. Well, all right. Well, what was the next session that we... I played two sessions. I know you played... Let's go over the Paramount session we did last night. Okay, sounds good. Because that's
0: fresh on our minds. Uh, I think the best one is actually to kind of tell everybody how good Paramount is to play at is to go over that hand that neither of us were in where it's Omaha. So, I'm not I'm just going to go over the very last deal. It's bet all the way down. On the river is a str- a nut straight of king queen. It then the it's a bet, the guy re-raises for a huge amount. And then it's a snap call. I'm like, okay, well, this is probably a chop. Let's get this over with and get done. It was a shitty two pair versus a shittier two pair, and the sh- the slightly shitty two pair is actually the one that wins. So this is the kind of table we start off on. And I was like, oh god, this could be really, really good or really bad. It'd be a very high variance session for us.
1: <laughs> no, absolutely. Um, and it was round of each on um. When was that? That was Tuesday, right?
0: Yeah, it's Tuesday, so it was a round of each, one round of Omaha, one round of No Limit.
1: Yeah. Um and when we started, I guess I bought in for three hundred, which was relatively deep stack for the table.
0: Yeah, it is one two, not one three. So that's all, that is fairly deep.
1: Um and my whole the whole beginning of my session was just Get a bad hand and fold. Get a bad hand and fold. Get a mediocre hand, like ace-deuce suited, call flop, brick completely, fold. Mm. I mean, no bluffs, nothing. And then I get ace-queen. I'm like, okay, here we go. Can finally have a playable hand. I make it, I think I made it 17, because the straddle was on. And I immediately get 3-bet to, do you remember how much it was?
0: It was a sizable 3-bet. I remember that. I think... So 1-2, you would have made it like, you said 15? 17, I made it 17. 15. I think he made it like 50, mean, around 50 to 60.
1: Something like that, yeah. Um, it folds around, comes back to me. I have ace-queen offsuit. I was like, well, I feel like like you always say that everyone's three-betting ranges in these games are so polarized. And I hate having ace-queen in a three-bet pot always. So I just fold. I didn't show I folded. And then he shows Ace King.
0: Yeah, I thought this was just a really like good fold here. Uh, and don't get me wrong, there are a lot of games where Ace Queen needs to be a
1: call, but not in the one two game. I mean, not in the one two game where you're playing with people who don't three bet.
0: Yeah, if it, but it yeah, these one, two one, three games. I mean, if nobody's ever three betting light with like Ace Jack or Ace 10 or Ace five like they do like, you know, in real good aggressive games then when you're calling with ace-queen, I mean, what are we hoping for?
1: Queen-queen-queen. <laughs>
0: yeah. So I thought this was a really good fold. Uh, I think there's are tables where ace-queen is probably a call or even a four-bet bluff at times. But on these tables, when the three-betting is just— there's no three-bet bluffing, and it's always a nutted hand. I thought it was a good heads-up fold.
1: So I was happy that I folded when he showed Ace-King because the results are all that matter. And um, <laughs> <laughs> what's it called? But then I was still getting pretty short stacked, right? I mean, I'm playing these hands. I flopped in PLO. I mean, I know when I said, the nut straight. I flopped the highest straight on a monotone board. So club, club, club. Right. Um, and I just folded um, on the flop. And... I mean, I was like, well, thank goodness I did because, you know, I think one guy flopped a flush, the other guy had a boat. But making good folds, I know, is part of being profitable. But when you haven't had a win in so long, you're kind of. Yeah. I mean, you can only make good fold for so long, right?
0: Oh, I mean, sometimes you do have to. At some point, you have to win. I mean, in the long (laughs) run, you're folding hands. That other people, that you're getting value from on other people, but yeah, at some point you have to win a hand. <laughs>
1: I mean, you can't be like, I made all these great folds and just lost the minimum until I had nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just played for a long time and now I have nothing. Seems fair, <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> very true. So, but then the table, jo- uh, we joined the main game, or I, I guess the main well, before game. We,
0: before we go there, let's go over that one hand, that one bomb pot hand, because I'm not sure if I played this badly. I thought you
1: played it at the main game, but okay, go ahead.
0: No, well, you're talking about another Bomb Pot. I know which one you're talking about. uh, (laughs) You
1: played a lot of Bomb Pots,
0: questionably. Yeah, there's a lot of questionable (laughs) in my play anymore.
1: It's funny whenever you're like, I don't know if I play this badly and I get the hand mixed up. Yeah,
0: very (laughs) true. It's a double board Omaha Bomb Pot. Uh, I have, well, I'm going to tell you what the cards that matter. I have King Six. And the flop comes a six six on one board. It comes queen queen. I think four. And I think it was a I diamond. Think, I think draw it was a four. Yeah. On there. Uh. So we end up. I go ahead and pot it. I'm in pretty early position. So I pot it, which I think is pretty normal here. Yeah, yeah, that seems good. Uh, there's a there's two calls. The turn is a four. So, I think about it here, and I'm like, well, seems like Ace. It, I mean, I've got all the trip 6s beat. There's, if somebody had A6, I mean, they're, this seems like they might have raised when I potted it. And, I mean, 6-4 got there, but, I mean, that's super random. Uh, and I end up potting this again. And one guy folds, and another guy goes all-in for like $20 more, I snap-call. And he has... he actually turned a boat on the top. So, we end up chopping it, but the big question is... Is potting it on the turn... I'm usually for playing pots really aggressively, because I don't want to chop a pot when I only have equity on one board. But, on this exact exact, uh, board layout a queen is never folding. So I don't know what I'm really trying to push people off of here.
1: I was just the I, I thought when I was watching from the outside that you were going to have a I thought you're going to have a much stronger hand potting it into two other players after they called the original pot.
0: Yeah, I was counting on them maybe re-raising a lot of hands that had me beat. But I mean, I guess there is like some Sometimes someone will have a six, and I did have the best kicker that was not a boat. So I did have that, and I guess I could get value there. But I mean, I'm never, like, on that top board, if somebody's got a queen, they're never folding. So it seems like I'm kind of putting myself at a lot of risk
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: for very little reward here. So I probably could check that, that uh, turn, and that might actually be a better way to play this.
1: Oh, I mean, I was happy that you chopped it at least, so. But I thought I agreed with that, though, that checking the turn I thought was the move, but, you know.
0: Yeah, like, as I was doing I think even as I was midway through the hand, I was like, this is kind of dicey.
1: <laughs> you I look mean. like you had the thought of, this is getting dicey.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> it's, uh, it's a, uh... but it did make the hand easy to play once I goes all in for the, top, for the, I mean, if I check it, it goes it checks around, and he bets. I do kind of a tough decision there, because then I'm now calling for just a chop. So I, I guess I'm being gonna be super results oriented and say I'm glad I bet it that way. But yeah, it was kind of a. Uh, I think looking back, I might should be able to check a turn like that. Uh, but yeah, that was all. That was only big hand from that session. What do you mean? No, I mean, that, that, before we got moved to the main game. <laughs> yeah, we did that session. I was about to say, wait. <laughs> <laughs> no, there were some other big hands completely.
1: <laughs> um, so then we moved to the main game, and I remained card dead. And I was like, I think I was down to, like, I think I was down to exactly $125. I was like, well, I mean, this isn't it. You know like yeah. I mean kind of comes a point where we always talk about that fine line between rebuying adding on or trying to play the short stack but in a time game you're doing nothing but limiting your hourly I mean
0: yeah well I mean this is kind of like the Texas version of moving up in stakes cuz we always talk about like going up in stakes but really playing as deep as we can is really the move I mean cuz like you say when it's a time game I mean, ten dollars is really chipping away if we're sitting there with a hundred and twenty bucks.
1: Right. So the bomb pot was coming up and I was like, Oh, this would be a great time to go add on. Maybe I'll miss the bomb pot or I'll get the chips. I won't put them on the table until I, um after the bomb pot. Is what I told the guy at the floor and he's like, Oh, you shouldn't do that. I was like, Why not? He's like, I don't know, shouldn't do that And I was like, Oh I mean I don't know. I mean I maybe I won't I don't know. I got him in green so I could put him in my pocket or keep him out of play until after the bomb pot. Like, that's how committed I was. I got him in green so I could, you know. Right.
0: Yeah. Solid point.
1: Because bomb pot seemed like a great way to lose all your money. So I was like, well, I don't want to, you know. But he said that and I was like, well, I mean, maybe I'll win. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You know? (laughs) That seems super unconvincing. (laughs) Yeah. I was like... I mean, maybe. Um, so I actually end up putting the chips on the table, and I was like, oh, God, here we go. I get a great PLO hand. I get Ace, King of Spades with the Ten of Hearts and the Nine of Hearts, I believe. Oh, God, what a great hand. Right? So I was like, all right, here we go. Um, I flop the nuts on one board of spades, and it's also Nine, Ten of Spades. So I have the nuts plus two pair plus top pair on the other board of the nine with the ace kicker, which I don't think matters that much. But so, I mean, I'm like, well, I mean, this is what you're waiting for, right? I mean, yeah. And then some guy, I check it. The aggressive player to my left bets 45. It gets, ooh, you checked it.
0: Yeah. Oh, nice move. I didn't notice that. Yeah. I uh honestly thought you were in late position. I didn't realize that you had that this was a okay.
1: No, I checked it um for sure, hoping to get to pot this. Um so I check it, the guy bets forty five, and I'm like, please someone call. Someone calls. And I was hoping to get a third caller. Oh, I
0: mean I I flopped open ended on the one you had top pair on. I thought about it for a split second and, and I was like, Well, I can't just draw with the one board. <laughs>
1: um then i pot it for 225
0: god this is such a great man
1: <sighs> one guy calls did we go all in or did they just call i think he shoved right
0: yeah the guy to my left shoved.
1: shoved he shoves the guy to my right calls for less right yeah he called for way less and then i call my all in. So now i'm just added on now i'm in for all my money i have on me um, the flush on one board holds, and then I end up turning a 10 on the other board to get top two with 9-10. Mm-hmm. And it's good, and I scoop. They both had a flush, correct? Uh, I know
0: one did. I thought the guy to my right, I don't think he had a flush. I think he just had, I know he was open-ended. I think he had like a kind of a kind of a shitty rap straight draw on the top.
1: I thought he had an 8-high flush is what I thought I saw. but
0: Oh, maybe so. Okay, I noticed the 4-7 for the open-ended uh, on there. But, I okay, if that's true and he has the flush, I can kind of start to understand, especially for what what he had left, I can understand his, like, call there. Mm. The other guy, I mean, because that was for a crap load of money. Yeah. And... I mean, he had nothing but that flush. It Queen was, eye flush. I mean, you had both the nut flush and the second nut flush, because you had ace, king of spade. Uh, and it's been a re-raise, a check raise on this board, which is just, on, a bomb pot is just literally the nuts on a board every time. Uh, That is a super skeptical play there. when Because he, now he's calling, he has nothing on the other board. In his best case scenario, he takes 50% of the pot. And in the worst case scenario, he literally takes nothing. So, the play of Paramount is just so amazing.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, this was one particular player who I think... um, Well, I guess... I I don't know, know.
0: man. I I saw play after play last night. (laughs) I mean, possibly.
1: (laughs) It's speculative. (laughs) Um, But, I mean, like they said, the game is good, right? So, um... But yeah, that was my big hand. Um, then right after that, I get dealt pocket kings. I'm like, well, this is perfect. Two black kings, right? Um, I raised pretty big. I think I made it like, there was a straddle and a few calls. So I think, did I make it 20? I think I made it 20.
0: I think that's right.
1: I got four callers. I was like, this is not the move. I was like, I mean, this is not great for me. The flop comes ace high, two clubs and a spade. And I was like, wow. I do have, obviously, I have the club and the spades, but I was like, well, I have the king of clubs, and it's the ace of clubs out there. Yeah. Um, the turn pairs the board. It was the eight that
0: paired the board.
1: Right. But also brought in three clubs. Yeah. Uh, sorry. One guy bet $20, donked into me $20 um, on the flop. I Everyone called. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Then we check the eight, and I was like, well, maybe I can spike a king sometimes. Maybe I can hit a club to have the nut flush, but it's not the nut flush because the board is paired. Right. Crazy guy who would call my bomb pot hand the last hand bets 250 over betting the pot.
0: Yeah, that was... Because I thought the same thing. I was like, I mean, if it's a small bet, I think you can justify, like a light call here. If it was like 20, like if someone did like same bet or something like that, but yeah, once he bets that, this is snap fold, right?
1: Yeah, just snap folded around. We never got to see the run out. We never got to see his hand.
0: Very weird way to play that. I mean, uh, it's very weird because if he, either he's doing a gigantic size as a bluff, in a very wet board multi-way <laughs> multi-way or i mean you're literally just getting no value from all of your big hand i mean because i'm not saying like twenty dollars have been too too light and you could definitely justify a call there but i mean this is probably a hundred i mean it was probably like 150 70 dollars in the pot at this point
1: 160.
0: Definitely seems like you could have done, like, 75 or 80 and gotten trying to get some value there. I mean, at
1: least tempt me, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's very, very weird, uh, kind of, Beth that way. I mean, I guess he could just have a flush, or maybe he had, I don't I don't know. I mean, maybe he had a small flush. He didn't want to see another club come out, which, true, but seems like you want to get some value from your strong
1: hands. You would think. I mean, he might have just been bluffing, but... I mean, yeah, I mean, horrible time to bluff gigantic blunder because you're just gonna get snapped by the nuts a lot. But either way, so, um, and then this was something I wanted to talk to you about on the pod. I mean, after that, that was basically my last interesting hand. I ended up profiting about $500. Um, but here was something I want to talk to you about after that hand maybe two or three hands later, you remember whenever that guy made it $50 with Kings and got called and the flop came ace, Jack, whatever, right? So this action player we've been describing, right, is making these speculative plays aggressive. Chip's definitely not on lockdown, right? Right. Um, Calls $50 with ace-jack, flops two pair, and the guy folds kings, right? Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What a blunder from that guy with kings to sit there and harass the guy who called with ace-jack.
0: Oh, I mean, that guy, yeah, was very...
1: Uh, I mean, you should never be... The guy who's literally just giving his money away—he mm-hmm. sometimes just kind of hit two up, top two pair. And that's just is what it is, right? I mean, he won a gigantic pot there, and the guy was yelling something about speculative pre-flop hands and stuff. I mean,
0: yeah, I mean,
1: in that situation, you should say nothing.
0: Yeah, say nice hand and call it. Like, I mean,
1: you don't even have to say that. Just say nothing if you can't. I mean, well, definitely, I
0: gotta say, I mean, if you're gonna say something, you just yeah. you know, say like "knife hand" and call it good. It's, I don't know. Like, here's the thing: is I don't understand people like dude, you're allowed. It doesn't matter if he if it's fifty dollars and he calls it with deuce seven. If it is your money on the table, you can play it however the hell you want. And really, in honesty, we want players playing like that.
1: Well, no, here was my that that was kind of my thing is if someone's playing like that. You need them in the game, and then he racked up right after, which I know was horrible taste, but it was after those comments were made to him.
0: Yeah, I mean, which
1: might have had something to do with it, might not have. I mean,
0: well, I mean, I got well, I got the feeling that the guy, because I know which what, you, what you're talking about, the guy to my right was kind of new to the game and did not know the etiquette of. Well, I mean, I don't know. He acted like he knew etiquette, the etiquette of the game, but it was yeah. I, <laughs> He, that was not the only comment he made where I was, like, kind of rolling my eyes a little bit.
1: Right, no, exactly. But I'm just, just in general, good rule of thumb. If you're looking to make money playing poker, do not harass the guy who's giving the money away.
0: I mean, a <laughs> solid point. I mean... I mean... this. Yeah, uh, that's something the stra- all the strategy books you just start to gut the damn uh, book with right there. If there's a whale at the table who's just throwing money around, then... Yeah, do whatever you can to keep them. Don't sit there and harass the shit out of them.
1: I mean, I've had this happen at one of the high stakes, like, I mean, quote-unquote high stakes, five ten game or whatever, right? Pretty high. I mean, high enough. But there's a player there who was there at the game who wanted to play. I played with this guy before, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He lost 5,000, 6,000 in a 1-3 game.
0: God damn.
1: This guy... Just wants to play and have fun. He's not even going to talk, right? Right. He's just going to gamble it up. He just wants action. You just have to kind of give him action. Just show him that you're going to bluff him too and stuff. Mm-hmm. He's going to call you with ace high for $3,000 on the river. He was right. And it was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. <laughs> but this is the kind of guy you're dealing with, right? Right. Right. We know this, right? Everyone, Everyone's played with this guy before. He's the guy you need in the game. He's going to make mm-hmm. the game possible, right? This is gonna, this is where we're all going to win now.
0: Yeah, especially in a high-stakes game like that where, I mean, you start to lose more and more bad players, and, you know, you definitely need a guy like that.
1: So then we had a player, right? Him and this guy get in a pot, right? Okay. And the guy bluffs him because he's bluffs every hand. I mean, he bluffs all the time, right, for a right. bunch of months. He calls him, and then he makes him show his hand. Won't turn his hand over until he shows him, right? Oh God! Then the guy gets mad, gets up and leaves. Two minutes into playing, and I actually turned to the guy, and said, "What are you doing, man? Like, why would you ever do that?" Yeah, well, I want to see his hand. I said, "That's the guy that's gonna make this. game. I told him, I mean, that's gonna make this game possible. Now we just now you pissed him off. He's gone home, or he's not gonna play with us anymore. And he's been waiting for an hour and a half to get on this table, and he." it's just such a blunder. I mean, I told him, I said, that's just turn your hand over man. Like, it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. I mean,
1: (laughs) well, I mean, he's like, I didn't know. I was like, we don't do that. What are you doing?
0: Here's the thing is, okay. Even if it isn't a guy like that, it's kind of poker etiquette. If the guy's like, basically you're good or whatever to not. I mean, because that's exactly what we saw on hustler casino Live.
1: He didn't even say you're good. He, He, he doesn't talk very much. English is not his first language. You know, he just kind of shrugged like, you know, kind of like, I'm nothing. And he had yeah. stone-cold nothing, like 6-4 offsuit, no draws, no... I mean... Yeah. But just turn your hand over and show bottom pairing to be good. Yeah. But don't do not do that.
0: Yeah, that's really a... Uh, I don't know. I mean, you really got to take care of the... I mean, there's only going to be so many players, especially as you go higher and higher, that are going to be super profitable for the game. I mean, because if it's just a bunch of nits... All you're doing is just sitting there looking at each other, paying the fucking (laughs) rate.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I
0: mean, so and I mean, here's the thing: you got to be kind of nitty to win, so you need people that are not like you. So don't berate everybody to being like
1: you. (laughs) Well, I mean, and I had played with that guy before, and you want to talk about a swingy session because I was the one giving him action. I mean, gosh, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) and I ended up losing (laughs) that night. I lost uh like $100 but the amount of money we we're playing for, you know, $100 is almost a break even night kind of thing.
0: Yeah, it's uh I mean, well those players are going to make it profitable in the long run, but I'm sure super high variance in the short run. I
1: mean, I was stuck 3 up 3. I mean, it was <laughs> it was ridiculous, right? But again, that's the player you need in these games, right? So yeah. that that was just something when I saw him brain that guy I was just like, "Oh, man. I mean, we're never getting That money's leaving now, right? Yeah. That's just it. So that was kind of annoying.
0: Yeah, that was uh, that was pretty uh. I can definitely see that. That's a really good point to make too. To drive, to drive home on that one, it's uh, take uh, don't berate the hell out of these uh. I mean, and like you said, even like what you did with that one guy. I mean, take up for some of the players who you know are just
1: donking money away. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so that was an interesting session. I profited, you profited, which is always nice, as you say.
0: Yeah, I had one decent big hand where I was, again, a bomb pot. I mean, I flopped a set on one board and open ended it on the other.
1: Oh, we didn't even talk about your one PLO hand at the, the game before we moved, where you had the nut boat and you had the second nut boat on the turn.
0: Oh yeah. Well, I mean that's kind of. Well, I'll go on this the double, this PLO uh, bomb pot, and then we'll, I'll go, I'll run back that real quick. Uh, so, I flop the, I flop a middle set, and then a open-ended. It goes all in, and when you get it all in, the guy turns a straight on the one I have a set on. I turn the straight on the top board. And this ends up being the nuts. And then I, the board pairs for me to take a, a pretty big pod that kind of made that session right there. Yeah, 100%. Uh, me and another guy were going back and forth on just re- on regular PLO hands.
1: Well, so far it's only gone his way. There's no back and forth.
0: Yeah, the first one, I get it all in. He calls, and I have top boat. And I'm like, the only thing I'm losing to is quads. And he's like, that sucks. Yeah, he's like, that sucks. And the river is make some quads.
1: Yeah, that was the most ridiculous thing ever. Yeah. (laughs) I only lose the quads. Like, that sucks. Bang. He's like, No, I have quads. I was like, Jesus, (laughs) it's like you called your own shot. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Uh, then we me and the same guy get into another hand where I get where I flop trips, but I have a shitty kicker. It's seven seven deuce. And I don't have a deuce as a kicker, so I flop out a seven. But I'm like, oh god, there's not much value to be had because everything calling me here is a seven, and everything's a better kicker. Well, the turn is a four, and making me a boat. I'm like, well, now everything, now I'm beating all of these hands I was scared of. We get it all in, and he actually flopped deuces, uh, deuces full of sevens, and I turn out turn him. So, like I say, ended up being a good session. I profited, I think like around 300 something dollars I mean not bad
1: yeah um you played another tournament too
0: let me see uh I did do a paramount freeze out uh whatever day theirs is I must must have been the Thursday tournament I think yeah it is uh some pretty interesting here's a question if you make a really big fold do you think it's good to like show it I mean, these cheap tournaments. It really doesn't matter that much, but because I folded trips, and the entire table is like, "Holy shit! You, why are you doing that?" But the way it played out, there should. I mean, this person should always have a flush.
1: I mean, put it this way: I didn't show the ace queen fold for a reason, so
0: that's a good call. Yeah, I probably should, didn't don't need to be doing that. Uh, this tournament, I actually stack up quite a bit, uh, but as tournaments do, the blinds get higher and higher. I shove all in with pocket deuces. The guy tanks for a good three minutes, and then finally calls with Ace King. <laughs> and, <laughs> and yeah,, uh, and then I'm good all the way to the river in which he spikes an Ace, so you could get rewarded for tanking with Ace King. <laughs>
1: um I played an interesting session. I'll go over it kind of quick because there's only really only one hand of note. Um, I played at 101 Katie Cash. Um, I started off. Things weren't going my way. Things continue not to go my way. Things went from bad to worse.
0: Goddamn. Yeah,
1: that's what I said. And then um, I got Ace Queen with Ace and the Queen of Diamonds. Right. Okay. The flop came. It's three ways. I raised pretty big pre-flop. It's three ways. The flop comes Ace Ten. Um, like four with two diamonds one being the ace, right? Okay. I bet 50. Some guy raises to 100. The other guy calls 100. I only have like maybe maybe 90 more total like after my once I am uh, behind.
0: Okay, ace 10 and what's
1: it was how with many with two
0: diamonds? with two uh, Oh, it had two diamonds on the flop? Yes. Okay, I got you.
1: So I was like, well, I can't put the 50 out to then fold the... I mean... So you've
0: got top pair with the nut flush draw.
1: Mm, Queen, high flush draw. The ace of diamonds is out there. I have offsuit ace queen.
0: Oh, you have offsuit ace queen. Okay, I got you.
1: Um, So I was like, well, I'm going to just rip it here. I mean, there's no point. I'm never folding. I'm never calling and folding. So I could in theory well, I don't know, I would just I was put in such a weird spot there.
0: This is a very weird spot. Because
1: I wasn't if he would have made it a big bet but I had already kind of committed myself with the fifty you see what I'm saying? So if yeah. I was deeper I could've folded. I think. I yeah,
0: I mean very hard when someone min I mean, I don't I, I don't think I'm ever folding a big hand to a min race. So I think if it's deeper, you're just call- you're not going all in. You're just calling, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah.
1: But um, so I I go all in. It goes call call. He calls for less, so he had even less than me behind, which makes okay. his bet even weirder. Um, the other guy calls. The other guy has ace eight deuce of diamonds. The other guy has ace ten for top two. The turn is the king of diamonds. The river is the three of diamonds giving me the nut flush
0: oh wow nice! so i got super
1: lucky in that one and then um wait so
0: what oh one guy has ac he flopped two pair ace top two yep and what the other guy have
1: eight deuce of diamonds
0: eight deuce of diamonds okay i gotcha
1: so he turns his uh flush to me river of bigger flush that's that's pretty nice hand I i mean it was lucky as shit right i mean I mean, it
0: was lucky as shit, but I mean...
1: Given the odds and the price, it was kind of play. I mean, I was going to realize my equity enough, right, with my little money behind.
0: Yeah, I don't... Yeah, I think... uh, But I mean, I think the way you played it, I think is how you probably should be playing it. I mean, this is a horrible spot in that when someone men raises you here, there's a call. I think you're almost never good, but now you're getting just ridiculous odds. I mean, it is a disaster And like, uh, some of these loose tables where people really overplay their hands. I think it's one that when you make this call or go all in, you don't expect that you're good very often, but you're probably good often, just often
1: enough to make it profitable in the long run. Yeah. I mean, when I did it, I was kind of like, wow, good day guys. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, I'm not folding now. So, I'm just going to hit the road, but, um, it worked out great until, um, what happened? I played some other big hands that did not work out in my favor at all. Um, and then I'm down to like $126, which is not great. Um, I get dealt pocket Kings. The dealer throws the last card to the button. The small blind picks it up and looks at it has three cards and it's a missed deal. and i'm like wow i'm just leaving i mean that's just it for me
0: yeah i mean that's i mean it's gonna happen but god that's real frustrating on some of these sessions where you're just trying to get anything going
1: especially after being carded the whole time you've been there but yeah i mean it's just i don't know (laughs) groaning to groan i guess right i mean it's gonna happen to everyone the exact month you know the same so exactly and like that's the same as if you know, you could have lost a big one, won a big one. Same thing with the bomb pot. It's just nice to be on that right side of variance uh, in that bomb pot. And who knows if I was on the right side of variance on this pocket king's hand. I might have saved $125. <laughs> you
0: see what I'm saying, though? Yeah, I mean, you absolutely. really don't
1: know. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, you're... you can gripe about it now. But the one thing I do know is I was on too much tilt to continue playing.
0: I mean, I think that's a pretty – if anything, it's that's the – think the takeaway, Right is realizing when you're on tilt because i will say this like i used to know like if you had like 70 dollars on in front of you that shit was getting burned to the fucking ground where, still
1: the case yeah i don't know So <laughs> like
0: every now and then i see you walk away and like just take that money versus like <laughs> yes <laughs> just was, so yeah i think you've gotten a little bit better about if you're on tilt at least walking away Maybe you're still not great, but you've gotten better over the years. I will say that.
1: Yeah. They will end it with this. When I'm walking away, you're looking at a dude walking away to go take a dump. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not walking away. I'm walking away because I got to go home. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, well. Because <laughs> it's still the same. We're going to hope when you're
0: when you're down to like $100 or yeah. $80 and you're on tilt, we're just going to hope that you have gastric <laughs> problems is our, as our uh, hope for you.
1: Yeah. So on that note, this concludes the textbook podcast. We'll Talk to you next week.
0: That was the Texas poker podcast. Go ahead and rack up add time and we'll see you next week.